excited to talk about this today. This has been like the theme of my life the past few years. I don't know if it's as you grow older, which I'm sure it has to do with this. Like as you get older and you enter different eras in your life and you've, you know, you've graduated high school, you've graduated college, you're like a few years into the real world, quote unquote, you start to reminisce. I think that's only normal on the past. I feel like when I was a teenager, I didn't really like reminisce. I definitely felt nostalgic feelings, but I didn't reminisce. Really. I mean, maybe I did. I feel like my brain wasn't as complex and developed as it is now, obviously. So I don't even know if I really, I don't even know if that was in like my thought process on the day to day. But this is going to be a two-part episode because I kind of want to get to the basics of nostalgia and just all all these different things I'm going to get into. But then next week, we're going to talk about inner child and why that's been such a big topic, I feel like, in the last year, two years. Like, it's just... I mean, I can't be the only one noticing that health and wellness is, like, definitely on the rise and mental health is taken so much more seriously and there's all these new um, tactics and tips and techniques and like ways people are really prioritizing which is really cool which is amazing that people are like really taking it seriously because I know a lot of older adults that I have met before aren't necessarily so emotionally intelligent or emotionally ahead of their times I feel like not not to say that I no more than someone elder Um, but like I don't know sometimes I'm just like whoa like you haven't come to terms with your emotions yet and you're like you know 60 years old it's um no judgment too because that's there's me being self-aware right there no judgment to them they just haven't I guess gone on their journey of self-realization and maybe they have it they just don't want to deal with certain emotions anyway I think it's really cool that as a generation and the next the next few generations coming up that we are really focusing on this and I really think it's going to benefit and I can't even imagine what this generation is going to be like when we're in our 60s if we know the things we know now that you know people don't learn until they're very much like later in life I yeah I'm just wondering what the trajectory of that will look like so something that I have been practicing recently and I just kind of came up with this little tactic that I did last month. Um, my friend, or was it earlier this month? No, I think it was like the end of last month. Anyway, my friend was visiting in town and we all went out to this bar. It was like kind of like a dance bar. And when we first got there, it was kind of empty. And I started like internally, this happens to me sometimes. Sometimes when I go out, I start feeling like oh this isn't gonna be fun like this isn't gonna be a fun night or like there's no one here like I don't know what I'm looking for but sometimes I'm like oh like this is lame so I was I didn't say anything out loud to them but I started like when we got there I was like oh like what kind of night is this gonna be you know like is this just gonna be like us walking around like not nothing there's nothing really going on whatever so then I go to the bathroom and I start thinking in my head okay like how can I turn this around like there's not a lot of people here yet or whatever the night is just starting how can I make myself have like a really fun time I'm with my two friends that I love and how could I do something about this so then I started 
thinking about how Miss Lana Del Rey writes all of these songs and they're so romanticized and they're so nostalgic and every time I listen to a Lana song I feel like I'm just like immersed in this world that she has created and I thought you know what if I just pretended not pretend but what if I just imagined that I was Lana or I can be myself but I could embody her and make like after this night I'm gonna go home and like write a song about it and I'm just like gonna romanticize the fuck out of the night and I got out of the bathroom and I told the girls like let's just pretend we're in a Lana Del Rey song like let's just be so nostalgic like let's create the nostalgia to look back on for this night like let's just have a ball and they were like oh my god yeah so we get on the dance floor it's like funk night like this dj is spinning real records and it's like funky music and we had so much fun i mean we were dancing we were like screaming like we like when the (laughs) when the music was like going like you know we were like doing the noises like we were just like being crazy and silly and I didn't care what anyone thought I was like dancing I didn't care who was looking and that is if you live in LA or if you visited visited LA I feel like that is so rare to like dance and like just like not care and like everyone was dancing that was the thing everyone was dancing and I just felt amazing and looking back now it's like a nostalgic feeling so I'm like oh yeah like we definitely created like such a fun experience and I've been using this now so like when I go out I feel like I'm trying when I say when I go out I mean like when I go out at night if I'm going out to like a party or like a bar and there's like alcohol involved or like maybe not all this all the time but like if it's at night I'm trying to do this thing now where I'm like really heavily romanticizing even actually no even when I'm doing like mundane things like when I have to go drive to the grocery store or I have to go to the post office or something I will like play some music that makes me feel like I'm in a movie and like roll my windows down and really just romanticize it all and it it really helps you like get through the day and like get through like the hard little shitty moments of your day like it turns it around into something and I feel like it's like a life hack I'm just gonna call it the Lana Del Rey technique because I feel like she has got it down to like a T on how to evoke emotion and nostalgia in her listeners like no other I briefly mentioned in another episode that her the weekend and Frank Ocean have done this feeling for me that they create of like this nostalgic thing of me feeling like I've experienced things they've experienced that I've never experienced that I don't know if it's just that they're really like good at painting a picture of their life and the emotions they felt in their life to their listeners or is it like have I lived past lives like is that why I'm relating to them Um, But I did find an article that I wanted to talk about. So this is an article from Dazed Magazine in 2017, and it's called The Arc of Lana Del Rey's Art and Her Nostalgic Obsession. So this is like a thing, and that that was cool to find because I was like trying to do research for this episode, and it was cool to see that there were some articles actually that acknowledge the fact that Lana is so nostalgic and 
everything that she creates so it goes back to 2011 when she released video games so it says a song rich in sweeping instrumentals that contrasted her delicate voice plus the track was accompanied by a video that was worked to establish as her personification of the past with the winged liner the bouffant hair she was heralded as the second coming of nancy sinatra and because nostalgia was still a novelty at the time her approach to it seemed fresh her music may have evoked phil specter's wall of sound but her video featured fuzzy imagery hounded by the paparazzi if anything video games could be construed as a type of commentary through the lens and the sound of the past even harassment at the hands of the media could seem dreamy even romantic so then it goes into talk about when she released alter violence in 2014 similar to born to die the lyrics served to reflect the musical world she created and not the world we all lived in and also the album art seemed like an act of self-preservation on the cover she stands blocked by the door of an old car while wearing a white t-shirt like it looks like her picture just looks so vulnerable and so real and it just looks like a film picture printed or like a polaroid from like 20 30 years ago it's actually crazy because when I do listen to a song like video games or something off of ultra violence, I'm immediately transformed back to the age I was when I was listening to her and my life at that time. And it feels like this deep, and I mean, it's what nostalgic is. It feels like this deep longing, like blurry mash of memories that are like ro very romantic now because I think of her and the at the time the music that I was listening to and then it gets morphed with like her lyrics and like her life and then it feels like this amazing memory of life which um is so cool and special and yeah I just think that everyone should start using this technique and maybe there's another artist too that makes you feel nostalgic like that that you can do this with but i would love um for you guys to try this out and write in and let me know if it worked i think it will work because you also have to think about like a lot of artists uh when they when they when they write about uh their memories or like their lives and they make it kind of feel like this nostalgic thing you know, you have to remember that when they were experiencing it in the moment, it probably wasn't as glamorous and g glorious as it seems. It Because when we experience, like, life, like, every day, everything's very clear. Like, we can go on vacation and whatever. It's very clear. But once time has passed, it becomes this idea and it's kind of foggy and it's kind of dreamlike and then i think they create the art they create the songs they add they fluff up the story and it sounds like this beautiful this beautiful thing that it, it probably it is it is beautiful but it's it just has like a more special a more special feeling around it now that it's in the past and it has emotions now and you've processed it and now you're sharing it with the world to interpret to feel also the same feelings you did and yeah i think that's so cool but it's also really good to remember that that these artists when they were writing these songs to them they maybe were having a boring night or it was not feeling like the best but after time goes on like then they reflect and i just think that that can be a cool way to like hack times when you are like having the best time okay so the word nostalgia comes from 
the Greek word nostros, which means homecoming, and the word algos, which means sorrow, to describe the feelings, which is interesting. So it, it first was this sad, longing feeling um, that was actually displayed by 17th century medical students describing the anxieties that were displayed by Swiss mercenaries fighting away from home so people in the war like this feeling of melancholiness oh, is that a word i don't know you know they were longing to to come back so they originally they thought that things would be fixed when because i guess they thought that it was like a condition or like a bad disorder or something that it would be fixed when the soldiers would then come home but obviously it wasn't fixed just from them coming home so now it's obviously we've progressed since those times and now it's more so associated with a longing for the past its personalities possibilities events reminiscing the good old days your childhood memories i mean have you ever been walking somewhere and you like smell something that triggers a memory from the past like good or bad and you're instantly like either like triggered in a bad way or you're like brought back to this like beautiful time or it smells like a an era like oh that's so crazy that smells can trigger that but I also feel like advertisements and businesses like use that like create like scents and different things for us to want to like purchase to have that feeling like there's a website that sells candles that smell like rides like there's like a candle that smells like the et ride in universal orlando and if you know you know what that smells like i want that candle because i love the smell of the et ride and there's one that smells like the it's a small world ride and it's some that smell like uh some other ride like it's very interesting and it's like these smell i don't know first of all how do they capture that <laughs> into a candle i really don't know like how do you how the fuck do they do that they must like figure out the root underlying smells i mean what is it a, what is it called like a perfume person a perfume perfume person it's called like a kana 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 swa or something what is it perfume person is uh am i just totally making that up <laughs> am i going crazy <laughs> I am laughing. I was thinking of the word sommelier, which is like the wine expert people. Okay, don't even ask. It's just called a perfumer. Okay, anyway, I was just saying that you probably have to have a lot of skills to figure out like the underlying smells of these things to create and like capitalize and sell to people to trigger emotions in them. Anyway, So knowing that nostalgia generally feels good and it's something that we tend to do often, how are we supposed to do nostalgia? So like with a lifetime, essentially, of assorted positive, negative, neutral memories to draw from, how do we experience those memories in a way that we want to keep like receiving like pleasure from them so this is from a virginia wolf novel called to the lighthouse so there's a scene in the novel which features um a painter named lily who is sitting in front of her canvas at the beach and she recalls an incident that occurred in the same spot which she had visited many years earlier with a man who she had frequently fought with in that memory and she talks about how 
they share a moment of harmony in their otherwise unpleasant relationship. This moment of friendship and liking, which survived after all of these years complete, so that she dipped into it to refashion her memory of him. And there it stayed in the mind, affecting one almost like a work of art. So in this article, where this is from, it talks about how this passage and the broader portrayal of memory shows an understanding of how the author displayed our current conception of how human memory works so there is something called episodic memory episodic memory is memory of events rather than facts facts factual memory is called semantic memory so episodic memory is constructive rather than reproductive in nature so when we retrieve the memory of some episode from our past it literally feels like we have to pull up like the mental file and hit the play button which is so cool that we literally like rack our brains to find the little file but it's true and there is a large body of research however that indicates that we are not merely passive observers of our memories but we construct them each time we retrieve them so in the book she literally says she refashioned her raw material of her past to create the memory that we experience now in the present thus we stand in relation to our past much in the same position as the artist stands in relation to her canvas so what is the degree of how much creative control we have over our memories and how do we then shape this raw material into something pleasurable or beneficial but also it's like it's interesting though because I feel like we're always trying to protect ourselves like the brain because she talks about she was like fighting with this guy and she's trying to refashion it like this art thing like I don't I mean I don't I haven't read the book so maybe she like doesn't go back to him or anything like that or like thinks it's a good thing but it's interesting that we can like romanticize something and kind of remember something differently because of how we want it to be okay okay so here's the 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 meat of the article that I really want to get to that like really validates my brain to all the things I was saying about artists and the music that they create and like the nostalgic feelings that we get okay so it says once we attain an aesthetic distance from the past realizing that our memories are not real but rather mental creations we can fully embrace their constructive potential potential because our memories are constructed anew each time we retrieve them they are notoriously unreliable records of actual facts of the past where factual accuracy is called for say, if we are giving eyewitness testimony in a criminal trial, this unreliability is terrible, is terribly inconvenient. But because the purpose of nostalgia is rather pleasurable than the accuracy, we can allow our memory to shape itself in the manner that resonates most powerfully with the reward centers in our brain. So in allowing our aesthetic purpose rather than factual reality to determine the specific content of our nostalgic memories, we are essentially following, actually, Aristotle's advice in his poetics book. I don't know if it's called a book or his his journal, his 
publication um, that a writer must adhere to the rule of probability or necessity in shaping a literary work including only those details that contribute to an overall purpose of the work so a probable impossibility he says is always to be preferred over a thing improbable and yet possible when the purpose of remembering is nostalgic pleasure calling to the mind the most pleasurable details of a remembered experience is more aesthetically valid than recalling every minute every detail of it because it actually happened that way so this is not to say that an aesthetic approach to nostalgia gives us license to fabricate from thin air memories that have no basis in reality that would be not nostalgia but fantasy a whole different genre of aesthetic mental experience for example if we catch a whiff of something tantalizing familiar odor on an evening breeze it calls to us a very powerful memory but we can't quite decide whether it was from the state fair we attended with our family when we were 10 years old or a little league basketball game we played in when we were 11 we should embrace the one that produces the greater rush of pleasure whether whether or not it was a particular memory that we associate with the odor we get no prize for correctly identifying the memory trigger after all the prize is the pleasure of the memory itself period love that he concludes um with that however however i'm gonna say i don't necessarily agree with this idea that he's that he says that uh we shouldn't approach nostalgia or what does it say aesthetic approach to nostalgia gives us license to fabricate from thin air whatever 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 um that would be that would not be nostalgia but fantasy which i am wondering if like that's what these artists are pulling from but anyway um i think it's cool that like he said the prize is just the memory itself and sometimes it is nice to just reminisce to just wander and just to think about the past i mean there's a line you know so actually though i did look this up i literally googled how often is it normal to be nostalgic because i feel like i have been more nostalgic than recently like more more nostalgic than not recently um, but most people report experiencing nostalgia at least once a week and nearly half experience it three to four times a week. So it's pretty it's pretty normal to be nostalgic. And I'm sure as you grow older, it just gets more intense because obviously like you're living more life and you have more memories to look back on. I feel like it's not necessarily great to be nostalgic like every single day like if someone's just like oh remember that time remember that time when and it's like every day and like people are like stuck in the past and they're not moving on like sure that could be majorly depressing because it's like you're you're just totally living in the past but I think like reminiscing here and there is really sweet and special and it can like bring you closer together with your friends and your family and I feel like also memories of good things can trigger like it actually it actually says right here in this article that it can produce hormones it can produce the hormones dopamine and oxytocin which even give adrenaline to yourself and it's like excitement and pleasure 
and you're reliving memories and being nostalgic about them, that it can also trigger you to want to create new memories and be like, oh my gosh, that was so fun. Like when I went on a trip with all my friends, like I should plan another one to have like those memories again and to create new nostalgic experiences. Okay, this is cool because this kind of answers my question of if nostalgia rises as you age. So this says the usefulness of nostalgia seems to vary with age. According to Erica Hepper, a psychologist at the University of Surrey in England, she and her colleagues have found that nostalgia levels tend to be high among young adults, then dip in middle age and then rise again in old age. Okay, that makes me feel more validated because I'm a young adult and my nostalgic levels are rising. Um, Nostalgia helps us deal with transitions. The young adults are just moving away from home or starting their first jobs. So they fall back on family Christmases, pets and friends in high school, middle school. Now, um, the doctor who's uh, telling this article 54 still nostalgia nostalgizing nostalt okay didn't know that was a word nostalgizing nostalgizing okay it's literally written in this article about um chapel hill although his range has expanded greatly over the past decade he says that the years of research have inspired strategies for increasing nostalgia in his own life one is to create more moments that will be more memorable see i feel like because we love looking back on memories it's just going to make us more self-aware to want to create memories and to go out there and like not like when are we ever nostalgic about the days we just like sat at home I mean actually no like maybe some some of those days can be nostalgic but oftentimes when you're just like not doing a lot for like months on end like I guess yeah I guess you couldn't stop like be triggered in a bad way about that those memory memories of that period but I think it does encourage you to like go out and create new memories that you can look back on this kind of goes back into the Lana conversation so I was looking into artists that create this like world with their music and because it's, it's something pretty pretty you know common that I keep noticing in artists not even just musicians but fashion designers painters and there is this approach um, known as world building which was actually found in the 1970s as an idea of these artists to essentially create you know their own worlds that are made up uh, it actually gives an example of Afrofuturism, which has provided a rich theme of world building as musicians and other creatives sought to find new and radical ways to reframe the black experience. From the comic mythos of Sun Ra and the comic book sci-fi of Parliament, Funkadelic, and Jan- Janelle Monae's Metropolis Suite, a series of science fiction-inspired albums that draw on the works of Fritz Lang, F- Philip K. Dick, and The Twilight Zone to sketch out a near-future dystopia whoa this is so cool at its best music can have a transportive effect to act as a portal to new sounds new ideas and new cultures so then this article actually gives a few records that are from the past and the present present that have set out to like create a new like sonic world 
God, this is so cool. It's like a whole thing of different albums that give this like nostalgic feeling that is so cool to see that other people have, you know, felt felt this universal feeling too. Then I also looked into the science behind why sometimes we're like transported back into a certain time period of when we loved that song so and this is funny too because I definitely okay like basically I was on Raya the other day and I had to create I didn't have to but there's an option to create a music music playlist and I was going through it was a good practice for myself to be like oh like what are my favorite songs you know so I was like going back like all the way through my Spotify like and I felt kind of almost embarrassed to put some songs from like the early 2010s that are like some of my favorite songs still like me and you cassie some drake songs i mean i'm not really like that embarrassed but like lollipop lil wayne like that's really i love that song okay um and so this article talks about how no matter how cool and sophisticated you think your tastes have become since the year of high school the opening guitar riff of a pump pop song of a pop punk song probably still has the power to automatically transport you back in time suddenly you're wondering why your junior year crush has come back up lately and whether the guy liner and side fringes will ever make a comeback don't be ashamed blink 182 will have that effect on anyone that's how the article starts um so it talks about how neuroimaging has shown that songs stimulate many different areas of the brain and give us a big hit of dopamine while they're playing so furthermore hearing the same songs over and over especially during a particularly memorable event or formative periods of our lives make them stick sometimes for life because we're very good at recognizing music that we've heard before and associating it with certain memories actually scientists have even found that babies can do this from birth and someone else one time told me that you should never have sex to a certain song many times because if you're no longer with that person every time you hear that song you're gonna like literally think of them every time it's gonna like trigger some things in you (laughs) so probably what some people do to like manipulate people probably do that stuff like on purpose like play a song in the background on purpose for you to like think about them oh a thousand percent they do that So listening to music literally lights up the brain's visual cortex, which means that when you hear a song, you start associating it with memories and other images almost immediately. Um, A landmark 1999 study showed that music has an enormous power to evoke memories in the listener and music can evoke general recollections for example the feeling of what it was like to be a child or a college student and some songs will prompt nostalgia over more specific scenarios like important life events how your first kiss was how your best friend threw a wild party to celebrate the end of school like things like that and actually it talks about how and actually how reliving these things listening to this music can actually alleviate the effects of dementia by listening to it and reminiscing for men the most important period for forming musical taste is between the ages of 13 to 16 on average men age 14 when their first when their favorite song was released 
And for women, the most important period is between 11 and 14. Usually 13 is when their favorite song comes out. And it also is found that childhood influences were stronger for women over men and the key years for shaping music tastes were tied to the end of puberty. Like what? That is so interesting. So that's why, that's why I want to listen to my songs when I was, when I, like my old playlist hit so different when I'm like, I made those plays when I was 13, 14 years old. And I still love that music because I don't know. It just felt so influential during that time period. And I think what makes me feel cringy, not cringy or yeah, cringy, which I'm trying to work on it. Cause I don't want to feel cringy about my musical taste and like some of the songs that bring me joy. I think what it is, is that like, I'm only 23, you know, I like 2010 wasn't that long ago. It's the same thing as like when an old song comes on, my parents are like triggered by their childhood and like, oh, love this song. Like, but now so many years have passed that their songs are like cool songs because they're like super, super old. So I'm just wondering, I mean, I don't know though. Music has changed so much. It's, it would be kind of funny if like Lil Wayne Lollipop is like the song that comes on years from now. And I'm like, oh, you guys don't even know this time. Like Lollipop was it. Like they don't... <laughs> Like, it's funny to say now, but uh, I really think it might be that way. So, yeah, I'm realizing that maybe it's just because it hasn't been that long since the music came out. But it's really cool to see that there is factual evidence that our music taste really peaks when we are teenagers. So to kind of conclude this first dive into this nostalgic topic, because we're not finished yet. Next week, we're going to go into inner childhood I think that it's been really reflective and cool for me to realize that I'm like for the past few years and I think I don't know if this will ever go away but I'm always trying to chase like this feeling this nostalgic feeling that I would like to experience in real time that I used to think I could never recreate like I felt like I was just chasing this thing and I was trying to create this world that I would like to live like every day of my life or at least when I would go out for fun like I would have like these expectations because of memories and nostalgic nostalgic things that I would try to recreate and I think it left me feeling unhappy and like this feeling that I was trying to attain but now just like being on a journey of like, I don't know, finding myself, like that sounds so like <laughs> cliche, but it's true. Like looking more deeply into myself and I don't know, just things. <laughs> when I, what did Kylie say that one time? Like she was like, oh, it's just like the year of like realizing things, but like that's <laughs> so relatable um, in a really simple way to put it. Um, I've just realized that I have to romanticize the everyday life. Like I, I have to, I don't like the word pretend, but that's kind of what I'm trying to say. This way of 
yeah romanticizing and i feel like that's even an overused word too but it's true like to act like you are in a rom-com movie and that's a beautiful thing like that's cool to do that because then it it becomes like you 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 fall in love with that and it becomes now memories you can look back on and it makes me excited to live life that way now that I've like hacked that part of my head like I don't have expectations I don't assume an event is going to go a certain way like yeah a little bit I, I like I have an idea of it but I'm trying to just like have fun anyway and really just like the other night okay this is a perfect example the other night I went to a concert by myself and I was like kind of hesitant I was a little nervous um but I got there um I got like a beer and I was like standing in the crowd I wasn't really looking at my phone and I was just observing everyone. I was looking at everyone. The lights were really like pretty in there. It was really cool to just like people watch. The music was really good. And I was like, whoa, like this is a memory, right? Like I'm I'm in, I'm creating something right now. Like instead of, I don't know, I, I guess I could have had a bad attitude about it. I could have felt lonely or awkward. People were looking at me or like whatever. But I really tried to like not care about that. And it was so fun to be alone also I was trying to really tap into that like main character energy like I could hop around the crowd I could go over here I could go to the bathroom I could leave when I wanted like I didn't have anyone like I had to that I had to keep up with or like keep someone else in mind you know like I had to just I could move freely and it felt really empowering and really fun and then when I got in the car uh in the uber on the way back home I asked the uber for the ox and I played Lana of course and it really just was such a good ending to the night because I was like ah this is so romantic like I'm I'm in the car through LA with the I rolled down the window a little bit like Lana's playing like I was really living that life and it just made me really happy to like feel like it's a movie because it is like also our great queen once quoted life imitates art and I always say that in my head too because it's so true and I always replay that in my head and it I just like say it to myself and it just makes me feel empowered and cool <laughs> and yeah like whatever works you know so yeah definitely try out that technique okay I'm really excited for next week to dive in more to this nostalgic thing and the whole topic of healing our inner child and why we're always trying to go back to our child and that time period in childhood is so short and why are we chasing that for the rest of our lives and are we is that okay um why yeah why so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and i will talk to you guys next week bye Bye.